Welcome to the LU Moment. Thanks for listening. I'm Shelley Vitanza, the Director of Public Affairs at Lamar University. Each week we showcase the great events, activities, programs, projects, and people at Lamar University. Happy New Year. The Lamar University campus is back open and uh, students begin the first semester of 2020 January 21st. So it's still, you know, it's still kind of quiet around campus and I'm, I'm looking forward to having uh, the students back. But then when I look at the calendar of events for students and for the campus overall, I know we need to just enjoy the quiet. It's going to pick up. You can see the full lineup of events at lamar.edu forward slash events. And it's important, I think, that the community go there because we have so many great events on the Lamar University campus, free concerts and theater productions, uh, many, many events. And I wanted to just highlight a few they're mainly sporting events getting started, but I wanted to highlight a few of the events uh, just so that you know what all is going on at Lamar. January 15th, we have the LU men's basketball team versus Sam Houston in the Montaigne Center at 7 p.m. And on January 22nd, the women's basketball are in the Montaigne Center at 7. Um, also against Sam Houston, I do believe, but I'm not totally positive. On January 23rd, there's an alumni event, The Secret to Successful Side Hustle. It's at the Executive Event Center in the Rio Administration Building. If you've never been to the Rio Administration Building, you know, just, just come to see it. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, that event is, as I said, January 23rd. It's from 530 to 7. And then on January 23rd, we, the men's tennis team takes on SMU at 11 a.m. And we have a basketball double header against Stephen F. Austin in the Montaigne Center. The women take on uh, Stephen F. Austin at 2. And the men take on SFA at 4.30. In between the games is a basketball party for the alumni in the Montaigne Center in the Honor Room. That's going to be from 3 to 4. So check that out. Um, the good events for alumni. February, we really pick up the pace, and there are a lot of events. Now, for our students, during the same period of time, we've got a Spirit Night and Meet the Greeks Night, a movie on the lawn. We love the 90s night, a, spin, a speed friending with success event, which I think is so great. You know, the students can come and they can just, um, you know, it's like speed dating and they can and sit and, and make friends early in the semester, the first week of the semester. So that's great. We have a suit up event at Central Mall, teaches uh, students how to dress for success. That's at JCPenney's there at Central Mall. And um, just many, many more events. I mean, it is stacked and packed. So, you know, it's good to be an LU student. It's a close, tight knit group. And there are a lot of activities and opportunities for students to really connect. And of course, that connection and uh, growing relationships really call, um, enhances the college experience and helps people form lifelong friendships. So we're looking forward to having students back on campus and getting the um, getting the calendar and the semester rolling. I will keep you up to date on all of the events that are available for the community, concerts, theater productions, and things like that. And while we're gearing up for the semester, we're also planning ahead three years ahead because one of the biggest celebrations in Lamar's history 
its centennial 100 year anniversary is in 2023 and i have in studio the main planners of this event y'all are the main planners right y'all are going to be responsible for all of it judy lindsley who is the director for the center of history and culture of southeast texas in the upper gulf coast and brendan gillis the assistant He's an assistant professor of history and the assistant director for the Center of History and Culture of Southeast Texas and the Upper Gulf Coast. And, yes, I did have that written down because <laughs> I can't remember the full name. <laughs> but you guys are the main planners, right? Uh, for the historical context, for sure, and the Centennial Book uh, and a lot of the projects, uh, there will probably be uh, kind of a grand pageant type activity that we probably won't do all the planning for but we're certainly Thankfully, doing you want me yes <laughs> very grateful not to have to do that <laughs> right but uh but all of the preliminary uh lead up you know to try to establish the context and get everybody interested in the story and all of that certainly we're and doing it's a good that. story isn't it judy it's a wonderful story have you been collecting the data i mean have you kind of been putting the history together we have we have we've uh you know the 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 history of the of the university is um, you know established and documented and it's one thing it started as lamar as south park junior college in 2023 became lamar in 1923 yes i'm sorry yes i'm jumping ahead a little 1923 yeah uh uh became uh lamar junior college in 1932 or three uh became a union junior college uh which allowed it to have better funding uh in 1940 uh, and uh, then in 49 became a four-year uni- uh, college uh, and um, became a four-year university in 1971. And so, uh, and you know, the, the rest is, is recent history, but there's so many uh, interesting stories in those gaps, in those spaces between those times that we're really trying to get into. And we also, part of the really important part of the history is the people and the memories sure. from students from faculty from uh, uh people who were out there uh, who played sports who were active in campus organizations uh we're collecting their stories and we are uh have the lamar 100 project which yes. we're using to gather that and so if you see anything out there about a lamar 100 function that means we're collecting things and we would be interested in any memorabilia that anyone who had any has any from Lamar uh, from those years any of those years well I want to talk about some of your favorite stories but let's talk about the 100 project because that's really going to involve the entire community I know over Christmas I was visiting with an aunt who now lives in Colorado and um, she graduated from Lamar and was involved in sorority and so I said do you have any memorabilia and she said oh I have my sorority beanie you know would they be interested in my sorority beanie and I said absolutely and she said okay well let me you know let me dig that out and is that the kind of thing that you're looking for uh yes Uh absolutely um because every object like that allows us to begin to unpack the stories of the people who used them who collected them um and as judy said lamar's history is really about the people of the university the people of the community um and um 
as with many histories, you know, a lot of times we've uh, we've focused on um, the the key administrators, uh, the big names in the history of the university, um, and right, not as much right. attention has been paid to the experiences of of all the various lives that were touched by the institution. Um, and we we are really lucky uh, at this point in uh, Lamar's history to have an opportunity um, where people are paying attention to to listen, to gather stories. Um, to gather uh, and document the history of our community um, in a way that will allow us to pass it along to future generations. And so you're putting together this book, too. I guess that's part of collecting the history as we know it the first hundred years. Yes. Um, And as Judy pointed out, um, Lamar has changed a lot in the last hundred years. It started as a junior college on the third floor of South Park High School. And today it's a world-class university. 13 Um, acres. 13 acres, yeah. Um, And and every generation or so, it reinvents itself in a way that allows it to better serve the community, to serve Mm -hmm. more of the community, Mm -hmm. um, to serve the interests of different groups within the community. um, And and it's really exciting to be able to go back and and look at how, in many ways, um, the university has helped drive our region's development and growth. Um, you know, uh, the petrochemical industry, for example, is is hugely important um, in our area, and it it wouldn't really necessarily still be here if not for the fact that we're putting out world-class engineers, engineers but right. uh, you know marketing people and uh, business people and you know we, we've we've been able to train generations of southeast texans to um to meet the demands of the local economy well and it's unique i think for a community our size to have such a university such a um i mean there are five colleges within our um, university and 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 that's really unique for such a, a, a small community uh yeah i agree and and it is further a further indication of how interrelated the community and the university are and always have been. So for the community, we need them to know, watch out in the next couple of years. We're going to be hosting these uh, 100 project kind of uh, events Mm -hmm. and they need to come and tell their stories. Yeah, so um, we've already had one um, earlier, uh, well, in, in the fall semester, uh, and it was quite a success. Um, not only did we have a chance to, to meet and interact with um, some alumni and children of alumni, um, but we got some pretty wonderful gifts. Um, the, the whole idea here was that we are now able to accept digital donations. Right. Um, so we don't have to take your precious family heirloom and treasures away from you. right um, we're more than happy to take a photograph or digitize scan and digitize um, that allows us to weave your family into the story that we're telling um, and you get to keep uh, your your priceless heirlooms um, uh, though we've been absolutely thrilled that that many of our uh, guests and supporters have decided to to give us uh, donations, um, you know, including 1930s vintage um, uh, football uniforms. How cool! Uh, <laughs> yeah, that is so fun. 1970s and the stories that come yeah. with those. I mean, I'm sure yeah. it's just so fun to hear what everybody has to say. And and so, Judy, tell us some of your favorite stories. Did we don't have a whole lot of time, but give us a few yeah. of your little <clears throat> stories. I 
about Lamar? About Lamar, one of the most interesting things, I think, is to look at Lamar in World War II because it was still a two-year college. And some of the earlier histories I've read of Lamar say, well, nothing much happened at Lamar during World War II because all the men went to the service. That could not have been farther from the truth because uh, the, they set it up as a wartime uh, instructional uh, they begin to hold uh, industrial welding. Oh, wow. They began yeah. to get many women out there. Supported the war effort. Absolutely. And they, they held classes 24-7, literally. And they offered whatever was needed out there that Lamar could come, including some pilot training courses. I do not know how that worked, but <laughs> that it was happened. true. Yeah. yeah, They used the municipal, Very what is now the municipal airport. Very much so. It was sort of like where they saw a need. They moved in and filled it. And so you had welding classes. You had uh, construction classes. You had retail instruction classes for women who had never worked before so that they could move in to take the men's place in the stores and things like that. Amazing, amazing. And it really does show how Lamar has always catered to the community and the needs of the of the nation exactly and um, we continue to do that i know we're building relationships um, with with apple and google and microsoft and Mm -hmm. uh, really taking the lead to um, help our community move more into technology exactly so all right so we're going to look for these um the the events where we're going to collect the data and uh, the memorabilia and the stories, these will be held around uh, the community at different times? Uh, yeah, the, the, the first kickoff event was at the uh, Gladys City Spindletop Boomtown Museum. Um, and uh, we'll plan to hold one, at, you know, maybe twice a year in the lead up to 2023, probably accelerating as, uh, as we get a little closer. Perfect. All right. Well, we look forward to hearing more and... Um, Hearing the, hearing the stories and seeing the book and uh, bringing you guys back. Tell Thank more you. stories. And so. the center has many, many events, uh, too. Very interesting events coming up. And so we may have you back to talk about those events. That's great because we've got a full spring. You do have a very full <laughs> yes, spring. Yes. All right. Thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate um, everything that you're doing. Thank you. Thanks. All right, I want to remind everybody that we are going to celebrate January 10th, 1901. That was the day that the Spindletop Gusher was uh, discovered there on Spindletop Hill. We're going to celebrate that at Gladys City Boomtown. On January the 11th, um, here in just a couple of days, uh, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. So check that out. Also want to remind you that Lamar is involved in helping people fill out their taxes. So if you um, have an income... Um, let's see, let's find the income here. It is the Volunteer Tax Assistance Program, and um, we are training people to help those who have low income fill out their tax forms. And I can give you the number of who you can call if you want to be trained to help people with their tax forms. The number to call is 260 260- Three eight five eight seven two zero, and you'll ask for John, and he will help you get in touch with, um, and he's actually the trainer, so you can learn how to fill out 
the tax form and help people all over the community. We have a very big volunteer base to do that. All right. We appreciate you listening to the LU Moment. I'm Shelley Vitanza, the Director of Public Affairs, and we'll see you next week.